Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The Bulletin. Well, the Bulletin can only be about one thing this morning. It has to be about golf, and uh, I'm not uh, apologising in any way for that because it's the biggest news in uh, sport for quite some time because of the the way it's all unfolded. Uh, It's as simple as that. Uh, and to talk to us about it in a much more informed fashion is uh, Michael Goldstein. And Michael, of course, is a uh, very experienced sports administrator. Uh, also uh, in the field of golf, uh, he's been heavily involved in organising golf tournaments uh, and is a panellist on golf.com. Michael, good morning to you. Has this come as a complete smack in the head? Good morning, Smithy. And yes, absolutely. I think a few of us, like, like all of us, were shocked. Um, I'm also buddy tired because I rolled over at three o'clock this morning and checked my phone and it had just blown up and it was pretty tough to get back to sleep after after just reading the news and what was unfolding. So then, uh, gut feeling um, at what, uh, two or three o'clock this morning, um, as opposed to um, how you're feeling uh, about seven or eight hours later, have you balanced your thoughts at all? <laughs> yeah, I... I Look, I think as you said, this is this is one of the biggest sports business deals in the history of, of sport, of professional sport, and I think it's, we all know it's highly complex, and there's probably only a few people in the world that actually know what's going on right now. Um, it sounds like reading this morning that there was literally four or five guys that very secret, secretively um, have been talking about bringing the game of golf together over the last six or seven weeks and they have done that and made the announcement this morning which has blindsided everybody from the players to the administrators um, to the tournament owners, the sponsors, the broadcasters. So essentially this very messy um, world of golf, world of professional golf is being brought, brought back together but what that looks like we're just not too sure. This was a bit of split, this was a big divide how the hell can it be fixed that quickly? Well, the short answer, Smitty, is money. I think, I think money fixes everything. And the reason that golf divided in the first place was because there was an opportunity for players, DJ, Brooks Kepka, Phil Mickelson, to make a lot of money by going to a different product, which was Live Golf. And those golfers made their decision. They made it in the interest of money. They didn't shy away from that. And um, and over the last 12, 18 months, golf's been developing into a a product which has got some fans and it's got some good tournaments now and um, it's been making some progress. But ultimately, money has brought these tours back together and that money consists of uh, the PIF offering a huge deal for the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour to essentially bring the golfing ecosystem back together again. Now, how much money are they offering and how much are they injecting in? We don't know. Um, as I said, there's only a few people who really will know the high-level details, but one could assume it's a lot of money because if it's not a lot of money, then 
there's going to be some pretty grumpy professional golfers around. There will be a lot of very grumpy golfing uh, professionals around, and a lot of them, and uh, they probably already have been in Canada, looking straight into the face of Jay Monaghan and say, what about this about face from you? We stayed faithful to you. Uh, we've backed everything you've said. You've gone as deep as to say to convert to live, to go to live, is almost like rubber stamping 9-11. Now, in America, you cannot be uh, um, as, um, I don't know, as more pointed than that in terms of an, an emotive issue. How does Jay Monaghan even stand up in front of these guys? Yeah, it sounds like the players have just got out of a meeting with him about an hour ago, and from the initial reports, it was pretty heated. And uh, I actually just read before coming on with you, Smithy, that there was a standing ovation when uh, one of the players suggested that he should he should go immediately. So that's that's reading the room of of where the players currently sit. Um, look on the on the sports washing. This has been painted by some commentators, Brandel Chambly being the main champion um, about uh, morals and supporting Saudi Arabia. Um, I think that. That, that issue of sports washing is, is only one of many factors here. Uh, I think there's lots of sports that do business with Saudi Arabia, whether that's motorsport, football, um, you know, boxing. Lots and lots of sports do business with Saudi Arabia. I'm not passing judgment on, on sports washing. It's a thing in, in professional sport, but it's only a small factor here as part of the deal, which has ultimately always been about money for the players. Would you like to be able to tap into the phone call between Jay Monaghan and Rory McIlroy at some stage? I understand. Uh, I'm not sure whether McIlroy was in the room. I haven't seen the fully complete field at uh, the Royal Bank of uh, Canada or Open, but what I wanted to know is um, what will be said between those two individuals? Yeah, it'll be fascinating. I think all of us would love to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. Look, the PGA Tour is owned by the players, so Jay Monaghan's really just acting as their agent. So it's what he's done is, is made massive decisions, essentially selling some of their commercial rights without taking the players along with them. And if we think about New Zealand and what's happened with New Zealand rugby, right, with the commercial company and um, the steps that we need to take through for that company to be set up, um, you know, it was a thorough process where all the stakeholders needed to come along for the ride. And essentially here, Jay Monaghan and the board of the PGA Tour have gone and done a deal without consulting and working with the players that own the tour. So the players will be pissed off. There's no doubt about it. But one can only assume that the board has done that because they have got a deal which is just undoubtedly in the best interest of the players. So I can't imagine that Jay Monaghan would have done a deal like this it isn't going to be really good for the long-term benefit of Rory and Tiger and Justin Thomas and Colin Morikawa. Um, but right now, it looks like they have been um, really sidelined and taken by surprise today. And I wouldn't be surprised if Jay Monaghan does have to fall on his sword. Yeah, well, interesting that the PGA Tour, Michael Louie here, interesting that the PGA and Jay's men will have the, the uh, numbers of the board, but... The chairman is obviously the head of the investment fund, so I don't know how that breaks down. Um, and I guess the my, my question is, do you think that he is going to have to offer cash payment 
to the likes of Rory, JT, Jordan Spieth, these guys as compensation for not taking the money. And if he doesn't, what's stopping them walking away to the next live that comes along? And I'm not saying that there is someone that has this amount of money or depth of finance of the Saudi Public Investment Fund, but does this solve a long-term problem for golf? Well, I think it will solve a long-term problem, but the short-term problem is the fact that Justin Johnson and Brooks Kepka have been making $75 million a year for the last two years. Uh, and, and Rory and Justin Thomas and Colin McCarr haven't. So when they get back together, unless there's some kind of payment or fee from the guys to even things out, then Rory and Justin Thomas are going to feel slighted. And the money's not insignificant. Like we're talking 50 to $100 million. Apparently Hideki was offered $300 million. So it's going to be pretty tough for him to line up alongside these guys knowing that he's left $100 million on the table. So I can only assume or guess that as part of this deal, there's a pocket of cash that will go towards kind of writing the, the issue and keeping those that have been loyal uh, whole, so to speak. Um, but if they haven't, then there's no doubt that this, on its face, looks like there's winners, which are Phil Mickelson and Brooks Kepka who have taken the cash. But, you know, I think there's got to be a deal to be done there. Very quiet so far out of one Greg Norman, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't reckon he knew. It sounds like this was literally the five real power brokers in the room nutting out a deal. Um, but who who knows on the live side? They're obviously all very happy today about the news that they, they're coming back into the fold. But who knows um, where Greg Norman sits in this um, the news has come out that Jay Monaghan will be the CEO of the commercial company, um, which is essentially Greg Norman's job at the moment. Um, but let's wait and see. Unbelievable. Unbelievable developments in, in world golf. Uh, look, I, don't, I, I, just, uh, I just can't uh, kind of get my head around it. I, I, I will admit to being a traditionist, I was uh, anti-live. Um, uh, I mean, look, the other day, I, I, I'm pretty sure I saw the great Jack Nicholas quoted as, these guys' careers are, are like dead to me. These guys that have gone, they mean nothing to me anymore. I mean, that is, that is Jack Nicholas talking. Yeah, there's been so much emotion around it, and um, it's amazing how quickly it's come together, Smitty. And I think that it's come together because... People realise that the fans and the broadcasters and the sponsors are turning off because each week when we watch TV, there's only half or 40% or 30% of the best golfers in the world playing against each other. And that's just not sustainable over the long run. You know, we don't have tennis tournaments where only half of the players play against each other. Or, you know, Formula One, you don't have half of the grid absent each week. So... These guys have actually come together and said, we need to create a worldwide golf ecosystem that works, where the best players play against each other, not just during the majors, but, you know, 20 times a year. And what's going to be exciting out of this is what the schedule looks like in two or three years. Like, I think it'll be messy for two or three years, but 
once it's all shaken out, I think there will be a genuinely worldwide professional golf tour um, at every level of, of professional golf, which is good for the game because it, it gives opportunity for up-and-coming golfers to climb the ladder. And at that top level, the top 50 guys will play against each other more often. And that's got to be good for fans. It's got to be good for broadcasters and sponsors. But it's going to take some, some time to get to that. And I think it's going to be very yep. messy in the next six to 12 months. I think, you know, I think you're absolutely right. I think there's a lot of uh, emotion um, as opposed to money um, going to be uh, spilled out in the public arena. Uh, Michael, thanks so much uh, for being uh, on the call for us this morning at such late notice. It's, uh, uh, we just had to have further opinion on it and you've provided that for us. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks, Smitty, and an exciting morning for all the golfers out there.